have like, So welcome back to another episode of the Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. I'll be your host today, Just GQ here. We have Laura here. How are you doing? Doing well. You're doing well? Yes. Doing well? That's good. That's good. Um, so we are uh, currently on in, in Louisville, day after Derby, so apologies if uh, <laughs> any of the speech is slurred or any uh, day after ramifications can be, can be heard. Uh, the podcast. We've had a long, a long night last night, and had uh, you know had has had have had a long weekend in general. So, but yeah, how how was your derby? It was pretty good. Pretty I good. Too much. I went to a house party. How was that? Good. For the actual race? Yes. Okay. Yes. Did you pick the winner? I did not. But I didn't get to pick. It was a random draw. Oh, okay. So you the random random draw. Yes. That's good. That's good. Um, so, tell the, tell the people a little bit about yourself. She just rolled her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, like what? Tell the people about you. What do you do? What do I do? I'm a yeah. personal trainer here in Louisville. Personal trainer. How long have you been doing that for? For about five years now. Graduated from U of O with a public health degree. Go cards. Yes. And so now I'm training and cooking for people, and that's about it. That's nice. And you com- you competed a couple times as once. well. Once, once, once. One and done. Bikini, you I trained. You trained twice. Yes. Okay, competed once. That's solid. How was that experience? Um, a little bit of mixed reviews. On yeah. That. It was fun. I like the challenge. I played sports all my life, so it was nice to have a competitive mindset with it. But as far as the diet and nutrition part of it, I could do without. It could definitely be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it, though. That's good. But I wouldn't do it again. Good. So... Obviously, as this is, uh, you know, Travel Guys, we are here to discuss a destination. Um, Laura recently came back from Japan, Tokyo. Hi. What? Yes. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that... I'm using my list. Is that it? Okay, that's it. It's a little Japanese for the people? Yes. Okay. Uh, What is it? Hi? Nai? Hi. Hi. H-A-I. Means yes. Okay. Um, so, how was it? I mean, you, you used to have a you used to live over there, so you have a unique perspective on on it. You were able to take your parents over there this time. Yes. Do you want to know about my first experience, or? Yeah, let's talk about them both. So when I first went over there, I didn't have any expectations really. I tried to do some reading on the culture and things to do and not do out of respect for um, their culture in general. Um, so when I got over there. It was very different. I guess I imagined like a, a Tokyo scene, and we were in a total rural area with rice fields and. Oh wow. Yeah, so it was kind of like being in Lexington a little bit compared to like a New York City idea okay. that I had. Um, no one spoke any English, which I was kind of ignorant and thought a lot of people would speak it. Not one person spoke it. Did you have trouble getting around because of that? Yeah. We had to have, so his team has a translator, so okay. she had to go to the grocery with us. She had to go to the mall and get things set up that we needed, because we can't read anything or communicate with anybody. So that was an adjustment. Um, one day he went to practice. We had zero internet, Wi-Fi, cable connection. And so, and I didn't have a gym membership at the time, so I was going crazy, locked up in this house, or apartment, 
so I thought I would go for a run and I got lost. <laughs> and my two mile run turned into like six miles of walking around aimlessly trying to figure out where I'm at. Uh, so that was fun, <laughs> but I learned how to get around after that. That's all right. Um, a run is always good for like exploration and getting more and acquainted. So you get lost and then you that's don't know fair, where you're That's fair, that's fair, that's <laughs> fair. And well, even on like on the, the maps on the phone, I thought I'd be able to like. But no. Let's figure it out. No. And the he you're referring to is your fiance, Steven. Yes, he plays basketball over in, in Japan. So yes. also a Louisville alum. Yes. Um, so so how did so how did that how did, did it? I take it things got better after. Yeah, I mean once you the one of the guys that was on his team actually kind of took us in a little bit. He showed us. Because he had played in that same city the year before, so he knew everything. A lot of times, Americans are all new, so oh, okay. like, they don't do a lot of multi-year contracts, but he got one. So he gave us a tour of everywhere, took us to the mall, took us to um, the grocery, kind of showed us what we needed to know to get by, and then just kind of figure out from there. Now, now, how long were you over there the first time? Six months. Six months, okay. So then after that, you were just, you were an old pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. There's still... Every time I go, there's always something new that you learn, whether it's something with the language or just custom culture stuff. Right. But, but like, this past time when I went with my parents, I was able to take them through Tokyo, like, all the different areas of it without any problem. Did you have a chance to be a tourist that time as opposed to before? Or did you have a little bit of a touristy vibe on both? I would say the... Six months we were there the first time was definitely more living situation. We went to Tokyo a few times, but that was about it. But um, the last two weeks, or the two weeks that we were there this month, um, we did a lot of traveling and did a lot of touristic things that we never used to do before, so it was kind of fun. Okay. What, so what are... Um, I, I'm foreign uh, to Tokyo pretty much in general, right? and so what are like some of the hot spots, like where you, where people need to go and see and whatnot? Um, Tokyo is huge, so like each they call them prefectures, kind of like a city in a sense or a little town. Um, They're called prefectures. Yes. Okay. So each one of those has its own distinct thing. So like Ginza is the most expensive area, so that's where all your like high end fashion stuff is. And then you have an area called Rapungi, which is more of the bars, restaurants, clubs. And then you have, oh, I don't know, um, Wayno Park, or Wayno area, which has like the, kind of like Central Park. Okay. So they have their big famous park there, and then they have a zoo there. So each area kind of is known for certain things. And then Shibuya is kind of like the Times Square. Shibuya. What is Shibuya? That, oh, the that, crosswalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. World's largest crosswalk. Yeah. So did you get to go? To, so what? What are some of the, like? So you, did you just spend time in each of those individual areas, or was mm-hmm. it more okay? Yeah, and because Tokyo is so big, you kind of have to. If, if you're doing a touristic thing, you kind of have to plan ahead, I guess. Okay. Because there's so much to do that you want to have some kind of idea of what you're like going to do go, for that day. Yeah, because I mean, or we, I mean, there's some days we just walked around and had no plan and just kind of whatever we found to do, we did. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What would you all do? Like, like getting specific, because I remember seeing like some of your snaps, and it looked like you had a lot going on over there. You all were there's a lot of interesting uh, activities and fun things you all were doing. Yeah, one of the um, I guess if I've, 
anybody was to come visit me and we went to Tokyo, I guess I would take them to the Tokyo Tower, which is, I believe, there's a Tokyo Tower and there's a Tokyo Skytree. Both of them are known for, like, their great views of the city. And one of them's, like, top five tallest buildings in the world. I don't know which one, so I'm not going to say. But I, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so definitely that, either during the daytime or nighttime, is really it's beautiful with the views. And then Tokyo the other Tower, place, yeah, yeah, yeah there's um, a place called, I think it's pronounced Odeba Island. And they have several huge malls there. Um and then they, it's kind of like Vegas inspired some of the malls and the shopping how so? like the whole you know I've never been to Vegas but the, the <laughs> but like you know how that well a lot of people told me about it the sky like the oh when it's like painted yeah and oh, okay. so they have that whole thing and then um and one funny thing about that place which me being the animal lover that I am is there uh, she goes nuts over <laughs> anything with fur <laughs> there's actually a beagle right in front of us <laughs> Um, but they take, they love their dogs. Dogs there are like super expensive. Like, really? like a Frenchie here is about, I don't know. Aren't they expensive here? Three, four thousand dollars. There, they're three like, or four thousand dollars. There, they're like eight or nine thousand dollars. Oh my god! Like that beagle over there would probably be about three grand. More than my, much of my car. So they have a, a huge, like if you go to a pet shop here, most of them are kind of like kind of shitty not shitty but like they're not nice they're it's like luxury so um <laughs> and they always dress them in clothes so you'll never see a dog without like a shirt or a skirt or shoes or something hat but this whole bottom yeah this whole bottom place of this mall is dedicated to animals and they have a store with like clothes and jewelry and i don't know it's kind of bizarre in a way but you know you enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Were you a frequent visitor there? I was. We made sure to take my parents there this last <laughs> one, too. So, my mom had a good time with that. Like, I told her about it, and she thought I was exaggerating until she actually saw it. It was pretty crazy. Like, they paint their nails and stuff. They like, paint the dog? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this only dogs that are there, or is this more, like... Dogs and cats. Dogs and cats, okay. No, they don't do, like, a lot of... No turtles or anything like that? Not really, no. That's crazy. So, yeah, I don't think... Did you end up getting one? Do y'all have a have a dog over there? No. I'm not paying five thousand dollars for a dog. I'm gonna see. If you love animals that much, I mean, why not? Why not? Our neighbor had one that she let us play with. You had dogs there from time to time. That's what's up. I tried to actually my first year there. We lived next to a a vet clinic, and I tried to volunteer over there, but I couldn't communicate with them, so they couldn't understand what I was trying to do. So did you? But weren't you taking Japanese, or we weren't trying to learn the language a little bit? I was trying to teach myself, but it didn't really work out that well. I learned more from his teammates because a lot of them speak pretty good English, so you're able to kind of ask questions about, like, you know. Because, like, I feel like with YouTube and those kind of things, it's so, like, proper. Oh, yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know, like, we say, like, what's up. Right, you don't get so the context. Kind of, yeah, so I think I've learned more through them than I do actually, like, reading or studying. Hi, hi. Hi. Picking it up already. What's the, so? What's the sports scene like over there? Like, how is that? Soccer, soccer and baseball, top two. Basketball. I think I knew baseball. I didn't know soccer was big over yeah. there. Yeah, big, big soccer people. Like, if you go into like his team right now, it's called Nagata Albrechts. So if you go into their like team store, majority of it's baseball and soccer, and they have like a tiny basketball section. Wow. Yeah. So and I think they get paid really well too. In baseball. Mm-hmm. 
But the weird thing with like the basketball is the Americans get the majority of the money, and the Japanese don't. So some of the guys have to work another job. Wow, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Is that so? Have you all, were you have you been on? No, 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 excuse me. Mm-hmm. Have you been able? <laughs> have you <laughs> have you been able to check out any of those, or have you been mostly? No, I haven't. Because um, when when I'm there, it's typically during his like mid of his season, and right. those seasons are not in season. So when he first got there in August um, this past year, they went. They were honored on the field at a, one of the soccer games, and it was pretty crazy. Like oh, wow. just like I guess if you were to go over to. Yeah. So yeah, and like, which is funny for them because part of their culture is to be really quiet and respectful mm-hmm. and just quiet people, and so like to see them kind of like screaming and going crazy, right. it's, it's like didn't even make sense to see that. But I like that about their culture. That's pretty dope. Now you mentioned before shifting gears a little bit when your parents were going over there, your your pops was never really like had any aspirations to go to Asia in general but upon coming back he he loved loved it so what were some of the things that went into that that changed his his perspective on it same as mine the people are the nicest people you'll ever meet and it's hard to like I say that and you're like oh okay they're nice but it's you don't really understand until you're over there um for example oh this has nothing to do with people being nice but it kind of goes along with just them as people there's a homeless person in Tokyo you don't ever see homeless people ever so it was really rare to even see one because part of their culture is family takes care of family so that never happens um but anyways of course I just told him that there's no homeless people and that day we see one but so my dad tries to go and give him money and the man pushed him away he wouldn't even take my dad's money so um my dad just kind of thought that was really interesting I guess but anyways is that more pride or I guess so we didn't ask him. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> um, but it definitely caught him off guard. But they're just extremely helpful. There was we got to the train station um, the first day and we were totally lost because it's so overwhelming in their train station. You can't understand anything, anyways. And obviously we looked confused. So some guy came up and was trying to ask if we needed help and made sure we got to the right place and walked us there. And he didn't, you know, he didn't work there. He was just trying to help us out. And then another time at the train station, we were confused on um, what time our train was leaving so literally like four people from different like areas of the train station came over to help us and then one we got on the train and it wasn't leaving for like 10 more minutes one of the guys that was working brought us a piece of paper that he had written all of our stops and what time they were going to be to make sure that we got to the next one you know like they just go out of their way to make sure that you're taken care of um do you think that's because you're american or because of just in general like do they do that with each other I think it's in general, but I definitely think they love Americans. I hate to say that. Why? They, I think they just think our culture is so cool. I mean, to be American, like, everybody wants to come over and, and see America, and a lot of them haven't, so when we're the first encounter they have with somebody, they just think we're really cool. Or make um, sure you have a good time. Right. Or they, yeah. And they're just, just polite people. Um, so, back to your original question. So, just the people, um, just how nice they are. Second is how clean everything is you'll never see trash on the ground you'll never see i mean it's just clean all the time there's there's no not that graffiti and stuff's bad but you'll never see any of that everything is just well kept um 
again, it's something that you can't really understand until you see it, I guess. Uh, so that's the other thing. Because probably like the, because the norm here is trash and filth. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess another thing my mom loved about them is they're really big on recycling. Oh, okay. So when we first moved there, we no had a, we had a guide, like literally, it was like a magazine of how we need to um, recycle our stuff. So like here, you just have a recycling bin and you throw right. a paper away. There, it's categorized. So like you would take this cup, put it in one thing, take the lid off, put it in another thing say you had a newspaper that would go on another thing so there's literally in their homes they each have like four bins oh wow for each um, like type of waste right and you'll even see that out in, like so we have a trash can here they would have a trash can and then they would have four different other sections for bottles and same thing paper plastic and stuff like that so I think that my mom really appreciated how they utilize their you know resources and how they take pride in you know recycling instead of just throwing everything away saving the earth right what about from a from like a density standpoint? So like one of the things that I've always heard is how many like like the sheer population in in Japan as a whole, but specifically in Tokyo. Was that something that you encountered? Or did did it make you uncomfortable? Like with the amount of people? Yeah, and like being just being close in general to people all the time. I wouldn't say that was one of the things that stuck out to me. I guess it was more of the lack of like greenery so the people didn't bother me it was more that everything was so compact and crammed that they didn't have any space for like a park oh. and if it was it was like the tiniest little park you've ever seen because they cram everything so tight because obviously they don't have the land for it right. which is why that Wano park is such a big deal because they don't have parks like that um I didn't really bother me though I guess but I think it's because it's not like here like if you were around a bunch of people like I don't know I'd feel kind of uncomfortable but like there I've never had a guy hit it, hit on me or like whistle at me or make me feel uncomfortable so I guess the closeness of the people don't bother me as much as I probably would here compared to here where that yeah. happens yeah like I remember the first time like I don't know if it's just out of habit I was I walked to the gym every day right. and there's always they were building homes in this one area that I walked from and there was at least 40, 50 men out there working and never once did they even like not even really look at me like they would look at me and then they'd go back to work or whatever and I always thought that was so weird because I was like there's no way in hell I'm not saying that I'm like you know the <laughs> shit or anything but you know how those I'm not I hate that somebody's working construction and follows me but you know what I mean there's just never any disrespect um I don't want to say towards women because I don't know enough about about everything about but, everything, but towards you me you just didn't yeah I just I always felt safe I always felt comfortable and I think that was the big thing too was like kids walk to school with no problem they take the trains by themselves like I, I don't know I guess if I was raising a family I wish it would be somewhere like that where I where they don't have to worry about necessarily yeah. do they have a uh, generally low crime rate extremely low we actually looked it up when we were there and we were even more surprised than we thought but their um, suicide rate is higher than that really there's like certain locations that are actually famous for suicide for suicides because of the amount of pressure that they get. I mean, those... Just from being, from youth? Yeah. High expectations. Yeah. And I, I wish I remember this conversation. I was kind of in and out of it, and we were, like, pretty hammered at the time. <laughs> um, but Stephen's uh, translator went out to dinner with us, and, like, there was a bunch of people at the table, and my, my dad was asking him about the pressure and stuff because we were talking about the suicide rate and how crazy right. it was. And he was saying, I want to say, like, if they don't pass, like, the test, then they pretty much don't go to college, and then, like... I don't know. I'd have to send you the information or ask him that. But I just remember there was something with like a pass or fail thing, and it was if you didn't pass it, then like you're pretty much screwed. And then obviously that leads to it's like screwed in life. 
window. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was definitely interesting. Um, yeah, the no gun thing. We were talking about that at that that same dinner. Like they'd never seen a gun. They'd never touched a gun. Obviously, they never shot a gun. Right. Um, police don't have guns. So if they if there is a, if there is a, a homicide, it's typically with a knife. Like they stab you. So that not, I not, not a sword, not to be confused with a sword. And maybe I don't know. <laughs> they might, they might have swords. But I always thought that was so cool. Like they, we can govern our people without necessarily. Well, I guess not necessarily lethal force, but without guns. There's one video Reckless. that actually went viral. I was, I, I might have to find it in the but there's some big fight because like I, they get drunk. When I tell you they drink <laughs> and they go hard. Right. You think Americans are crazy? They get shit based anyway so there's this big fight outside this bar and so the cops came to break it up and like literally one of the cops like gave this guy a hug like as he was like pulling away and like hugging him to like calm him down <laughs> and I was like yeah that would never happen here but that's just like I mean that's when most of the stupid shit happens they get drunk oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's interesting though because that I guess especially as we as a country are looking to like be able to govern our people better and uh, you know police better and whatnot. That that's a a good case but you have study. to look at it too though with them it's I, I believe 99% Japanese 1% other right, in right. that country so obviously here we are such a melting pot so much right. diverse like diversity but there they don't there's less tensions I guess you could right. say so I guess that plays a huge part to the, the crime rate and stuff like that too you don't have I mean you have gangs but there's like one gang there's no drugs I mean there's drugs but there's, there's drugs <laughs> but the thing with them is like either same, we have the same conversation we were talking about they had never seen or obviously smoked marijuana weed like hmm. they were like I'm totally foreign to it and they like I think I want to say I need to check this fact but I'm pretty sure that if they get caught with weed <coughs> on the team like I say Steven got caught smoking or had weed or whatever he would be sent back and wouldn't ever be allowed back over really? yes and then, so they're really strict with their, with the weed stuff. And then with the alcohol, I'm pretty sure that, so say me and you were driving in Japan, I was drunk and you were just riding with me. Mm-hmm. You would still get sent back to Porter too. They don't play. If I had a designated driver. I'm, and, and I, but I was drinking. You I'm were driving. drinking. And but you were chilling in the car. Right. You'd still get in trouble for wow. being in the car. I'm, but I need to check them. That was something uh, his teammate told us a few years ago, so I'm not sure how true that was. But So they don't play around about the drinking and driving in the truck. That's good. That's actually really good. You think of all the second and third chances and whatnot that are given to people, athletes as well, which can kind of go either way. We don't need to go down that, that, that route. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's interesting that they that they actually take the safety of their people but seriously. But the thing I don't understand about that though is that you can't I'm not saying you can't drink and drive because of the, obviously distraction. Right. But they have cable TV in their cars. I don't understand. Ninety percent of their cars all have the screens with the monitors and the TVs and stuff. In the front seat or in the back? In seat? the front seat, wow. like where a navigation system would go, they have cable. And they'll watch TV, and like, I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, that's more distracting. I mean, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> I'll say maybe a cell phone. There, you're like sitting there watching, and oh, but you can't text anyone. You can't text, so they are oh. strict on. So that's 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 the. Yeah, One time I was riding the car with this lady, she didn't speak any English, and she was trying to text 
or look at her phone for like the maps or something on where we were going. And she had her phone like this. Sorry, but she had her phone in front of her and we passed like a construction site and there was like some cops and she like freaked out because she thought they saw her so she like put her phone down and I was like you know I can't talk to her phone right. I was like it's okay or whatever and she was like no phone no phone no phone I was like okay alright you're fine so she freaked out so I guess if she would have gotten pulled over I don't know what they would have done but so they're, they're different for sure that's wild that's wild so you mentioned that like your like your parents wanted to go back over there or whatnot. were there things that they missed that they wish they were able to do Mount were, Fuji. Mount Fuji, okay. Mm-hmm. What is it? Where's Mount Fuji? What is it? Yeah. Their biggest... Is it the... Largest mountain? Not... I mean, obviously in Japan, but it's yeah. top... I don't know. Five or ten in the world. Mount Fuji. Yeah. Um, we'll put that in the a, show notes as well. Yeah, no. I'm to get my facts straight. <laughs> um, but that's about an hour train ride from Tokyo. So we could have done it one day if we wanted to, but... Um, you just take a cable car up once you get once you get there. I don't know. Or is it just being being there, like in the... yeah, just to see it, I guess. Um, and then to see or to go visit Okinawa, which is like the Miami of Japan. Oh, okay. It's like seventies and eighties year round, beautiful beaches and whatnot. Um, I never think about beaches being. I never associate oh, beaches with Japan. Yeah, they're so pretty. Even in the city he lives in, it's gorgeous. The water's crystal clear. Where does he live? Naga. Uh, Niigata. Niigata. <coughs> Something I was gonna say like Nagasuki. I don't know Nagasaki. if that's. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking. Of. No. Oh, okay. But yeah, their beaches are. I wouldn't say the sand is very pretty. They're actually they can be pretty um, dirty, surprisingly. Um, but the water is beautiful. I'm sure it's different in Okinawa than there. So what would you say is your favorite? Like your favorite thing about about Japan? It seems like you've you've been over there several times, or you spent a considerable amount of time over there, um, and I've been able to see a lot. But there's there's other things for you still to see. Um, but what's been your your favorite? People. People. Yeah, just the same thing my dad said. It's just like just how it's hard to explain because you're probably like, okay, what do you mean they're nice? But it's like you don't really understand it until you visit and actually see and experience just the, the friendliness I guess it just makes you always feel good cool. and this year we got to see um, the sakura which is the cherry, Japanese cherry blossoms oh, okay. and they're only yeah they're yeah. only in bloom for like a few weeks and you ha- it's like you have to get there exactly when they <laughs> not at all way off guard but um, I've been there before when they start to bloom but I've never seen them in full bloom so to be there did you see the picture of Snapchat? I don't know. I think I did, actually. Yeah, yeah. to be there, it's kind of surreal to see it in person. But um, So that was really cool, and I'm glad they got to see that, because that's definitely a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Because I think the only other place, Washington, Washington yeah. has a, um, it's it's usually, a gift from Japan, but same time, spring sometime. That's usually the worst my allergies have ever, <laughs> ever get. Whenever I'm in there, I'm like, can't see anything. Yeah. Like, Pollen oh, and that's everywhere. another thing over there is there's, I don't have any allergy problems. No allergies. Because I'm allergic to grass and pollen and outdoor shit, but because it's all concrete. It's like a concrete jungle. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Except for the, like, the rice fields and stuff. Right. So. So, have you, was that, is that your first um, place you traveled outside of the States? Yes. Has it awakened, like, more oh, yeah. your desire to go other places? Yeah, for sure, but it's hard because he's only home in the summer 
and so when I want to travel, the last thing he wants to do is travel because he He's been traveling. lives a right. traveling life. So that's the only bad thing about it, I guess. But yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to travel more. What places are you uh, are high on your list? We talked about South Africa, right. New Zealand. I want to visit. Um, Not Australia though. It's up there, but more New Zealand. Why is that? Why is that? I don't know. I guess I've seen pictures, and um, his translator was born there, so he was telling us all about it. I guess it just seems like it'd be a cool place to visit. Anywhere, really. I'm not opposed to traveling anywhere. I don't really want to go to China, though. Really? I don't know if it's because the Japanese people just speak a bias? so. Like, I was going to say, I was like, I, I think I'm like on their side now. Because <laughs> it's so funny, like, we'll be in Tokyo, and I'm, I'm actually able now to, like, like, distinguish, like, if it's Chinese or Japanese, Japanese or whatever, yeah. like, if there's a certain a dialect you can tell. I kind of say Chinese is, like, the German. They're just Asian. harsher. Yeah. yeah. The Japanese, I think, is, like, the French. It's a little, it's prettier. <laughs> but again, I'm probably being biased. Um, but I guess, like, so whenever we're, like, walking around and they hear people, like, talking, like, they're always, like, roll their eyes and, like, you know, like, they don't That's want right. them, them to do I don't know. We had a previous episode where they were, um... I guess was speaking about China and Taiwan and was speaking about like the, the rivalry that exists there. Yeah. So I feel like it's on like that little triad like there's yeah, a, like a the, battle for supremacy so I guess maybe I don't know I'm sure it's a cool experience but Japan just kind of seems like a utopia that I don't want to have to like compare to anybody else right that's what's up well good stuff um, I've definitely enjoyed this that was discussion. really hard for me by the way <laughs> yeah she had uh, major anxiety <laughs> had to be coaxed into into doing it <laughs> Um, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, God. On Instagram, I hate saying this. Girl. L A R A P R O fitness at gmail.com is my email. Um, and then laraprofitness.com is my website. And then my Instagram is larapro4. So. Uh, L A R A. No. L A R A. Lara, not Laura. Um, <laughs> Well, that concludes another episode of The Travel Guides. And uh, remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.